back yet again to Dive Bar Sportscast. Uh, another episode with a little bit of distance between the last, but we have <laughs> normal lives, regular lives that we have to live. And, uh, you know, certainly you people aren't our number one, but you're getting there. And that's what that's what's important. So we wanted to make it up to you with a very special episode. And uh, today and tomorrow uh, at the time of this filming, which. We're going to be today. We're going to be doing the NFL draft pre-show tomorrow begins the first round of the NFL draft for 2023. It is going to be a, a big event for this because this is a draft that really matters for a lot of teams. This could make or break a lot of rebuilds and it could make or break a lot of brand new. We've hit the bottom. How do we begin a rebuild? You know, mm-hmm. and, and can also top off some championship, uh, you know, contenders. Uh, but we'll see. So what we're going to do today is very simple. Uh, we are going to go down the list of every team that's picking in the first round only. We want to take a look at the first round. We know that there are seven full rounds of the NFL, and we'd love to talk about every single pick. Believe me, Connor and I have pretty much done that over the last you know several months. We've literally talked about every pick available for every team. But what we want to do is really look at the first round because this is going to be very important for the, I mean, obviously the first round is the most important in general. Uh, but again, there's just so many needs across the board for, for every, just about every team that we really wanted to take and look at the most important pick they're going to make. If they have it, if they don't have a first round pick, fuck them. They're not going to get talked about tonight. It's, <laughs> it's just how it is. You, you know, you either, you know, you got, you got what you wanted in the trade or you're sitting there with your dick in your hand. So either way, what we're going to do is uh, begin with Carolina. We're going to go over in the little uh, extra format. We're going to go is uh, you know we're going to go over their needs, and then we're going to talk about Big Media's pick. Ooh, and that means ESPN. <laughs> let's be honest. ESPN's made a lot of mock drafts, as have everybody. Bleacher Report, uh, you know, CBS Sports, everything, everything across the board. Everyone has made a mock draft. You've seen a billion of them. We don't want to go out and put out just another one. But I, I would, I mean, personally very much like to debunk ESPNs because if there is anyone that knows about football, it is certainly not Mel Kuyper <laughs> or Matt Miller or any of those, those hacks uh. at ESPN. They gave up in 2005, and I pretty much can prove it. So <laughs> let's start with Carolina. I know. <laughs> okay. We're, we're looking at their needs. Connor, when you, when you think of Carolina, first, first position that comes up, Obviously, quarterback, right? It's yeah. been a struggle since since Cam left, right? Or you know, whatever their split, what have you. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, for a rebuilding team, new coach, they can only go up at this point. So sure. they need a quarterback. I agree. I think that look, they, obviously, they need. A, they've got a lot of needs. I mean, yeah, could stand to get a run. I mean, they just got a running back uh, with. Uh, who they get from the Eagles? Um, uh, Miles Sanders. Did Miles Sanders go? Did they get Miles Sanders? Who am I thinking? Who'd they? Who'd they just get? Who'd Carolina? Yeah, he is a kid. Yeah, they just got Miles Sanders, so they have their running back need because we, we Christian McCaffrey left. Almost mm-hmm. had man, a few drinks in. You're not gonna in the first pitch. <laughs> you're gonna trip me up. Um, but yeah, so they they lost McCaffrey. That's huge. But they bring in Miles Sanders, who's obviously arguably top three. Uh, all season last year went to the yeah he was very solid yeah amazing he's super young and 
that's a great you know for a rebuilding team that's exactly who you want so yeah. that eliminates that position you know position they could go offensive line they could go linebacker they can go a lot of places but quarterback is but, where they need the most and you don't trade up to number one to not pick a quarterback exactly because they did trade they traded with chicago that's like come on man you're trading up from where where were they eighth ninth like somewhere mm-hmm. around there they needed this pick to work out they can't just trade up to the cardinals and hope for the best no mm-hmm. they wanted because realistically there are only two nfl ready talents in in this draft despite what everyone is saying do not believe these fucks i'm telling you right now we're going to go over that but obviously it's going to be quarterback so espn has this at bryce young and to be honest i don't i don't disagree here i don't either i think he's the most nfl ready i think he's been in a program that suits you know uh an NFL level quarterback style. Yep. Um, he has, he just has the least amount of question marks in my opinion. I, I think CJ Stroud could be very successful. He just has some yep. glaring parts of his game that might not translate well, or will take him time to iron out. So yeah, I I'm Carolina. I think least risk at this point is Bryce Young. Yeah. And I think uh, where that's being seen, um, for me the most uh, because i was all cj stroud here i think cj stroud like if you just watch the tape of the last two years stroud had better like an overall two-year stretch and he was just fantastic every time he threw the ball there were questions about how how good were his receivers you know were they doing a lot of the heavy lifting here was he always throwing to open coverage where you know no coverage well you know there's some questions in the air but what is really concerning is um it, it, it's he's he's backsliding a bit because of his like the the you know the tests he was taking i think what was that the, the you know the quarterback or the nfl intelligence test he took he scored yeah. abysmally low you know mm-hmm. compared to bryce young i mean i mean i think it was 18 percent that cj stroud scored whereas yeah. bryce young scored like 98 so mm-hmm. you got to wonder how cerebral is cj stroud if they just built if he had the physical talents and they built this offense for him at ohio state maybe maybe that's what happened and maybe he's not as great it it raises questions is all i'm saying it raises questions bryce young obviously heisman winner doesn't need you've got the credentials and you went to alabama you played well uh even despite some injury Mm -hmm. he's fantastic there are questions about his height but i don't know I, i see those as less important over the last several years as the NFL Agreed. has been evolving because of, yeah, I mean, look mm-hmm. at Tyler Murray, look at Drew Brees, look at, you know, it's like the I mean, NFL. Jalen Hurts isn't a huge guy either. Yeah, he's no. a big body, but he's not tall. Exactly. So I don't think Bryce Young's height really uh, does him, again, much pain, especially, you know, in, in the kind of passing league that we're in. We're not, it's not just dink and dunks anymore. We're looking at, you know, legitimate passing routes, you know, consistently. So we'll see. Right. Um, so I, I you know no no disagreements there. I am gonna probably tally these up and see how how different our draft uh, looks oh, yeah. compared to ESPN. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see. Yeah, we got we got to see um, how how that you know again. I no disrespect to ESPN or any of the major sports. Like this is just I'm speaking purely about the sports. Damn it, ESPN's drafts were just so tone deaf to me. So tone deaf because it's like you'll yeah. get you'll get legitimate local writers that work for ESPN or you know or whoever else, and they'll write these amazing articles that that ha- that detail each team's needs because these are the local writers who follow these teams, 
mm-hmm. then you'll get the national writers that make the that make the mock drafts and do all the big draft buzz and get all the attention. And you'll see their dra- it completely ignores the team needs. Oh, they need mm-hmm. an inside linebacker. Might as well go safety. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. You know, you're you're just not paying attention at that point, and or you don't care because it's all for headlines anyway, right? So because right. that's what that's what they want. They they want to shock you. So I but that's why we're gonna keep squad. <laughs> I mean, I just wanted to put that out there that I'm not sitting here, you know, just angry at ESPN. I don't. Frankly, I don't. I don't care. You know, obviously, I, you know, want to see their information, but, man, sometimes they just get it egregiously wrong to the point where it's like it's making you uh, react. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. back to the point, Houston Texans, they've got, a, they've got a couple of picks in this first round uh, that they uh, acquired from, uh, you know, one themselves being absolute trash, and then two, uh, Cleveland, you know, getting rid of Deshaun Watson and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting a pick. So they have number two. And then they've got, uh, I think it's like, you know, 13 or, you know, or 15, 15, something like that. Um, but we'll go down it. So number two here, again, it's quarterback. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're in a full rebuild. They just need to get, they need to get some kind of hype and some kind of talent at yes and every position. And it starts with quarterback. Exactly. And here's the thing. Well, I know we just talked about the cerebral issue. He scored low, whatever. But C.J. Stroud has all of the physical traits and the mobility and the arm strength, every, just everything that you want in a quarterback. And he's got the height. So mm-hmm. I think you, you truly have. If he, Man, if he had scored higher, I think it, it, maybe, uh, again, on this, I don't know how weighted this test is you know, compared to draft stock. But, damn, he, he was my number one going into this. Because mm-hmm. I truly think he is the most NFL-ready body, you know, of a quarterback. Yeah, I make agree. it work and the, the mental's all there. Then he's going to be an absolute star. And the Texans are in a position to give him the tools now. Yeah, and you don't pass mm-hmm. up. This isn't a draft you pass up. Like last year's draft, uh, you know, for quarterbacks was a, was outside of Kenny. There was only you know a handful of quarterbacks you would even take in the later rounds. Agreed. But. This year, I mean, it's oh, two Heisman you know candidates every year. You gotta go for mm-hmm. it. You can't pass that up at number two. It's gotta be CJ. Yeah, I, I agree. There's it's either that or you wait another year and you suck another year, and maybe you maybe you end up with Caleb Williams, but maybe that's that's but, more questions, and that's just another year of being bad. And like, how long can you put a rebuild on hold? How long, you know? And that kind of stuff. No guarantee you're gonna suck the worst. Exactly. You know, and to land the guy. So it's mm-hmm. it's just not it's not feasible. When you have CJ Stroud right there, that you've got to go for it. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So that again, so far, again that we're only two picks in, but you know, we're already uh, you know, shot for shot here with ESPN, but here is where we differ. I or at least I think we're gonna differ because we got the yeah. Arizona Cardinals, Connor's own just uh, you know, they've got a lot of needs. And, yeah. Uh, tell me about it. I mean, it's just been one of those. It's just been a weird last couple of years, I guess. It went, we went from a, a respectable franchise where it's like, yeah, I mean, competitive, bad, competitive, look like going the right direction, and then, you know, the NFLPA, um, the ratings came out where players rated teams, issues with ownership now, um, but new GM, new coach, who seems like he's knowing that. I mean, he's gonna motivate guys to go out and win but 
he's made it seem like it's going to be a rebuild. Um, so, I mean, if we don't trade the pick here, which at this point it's not looking like it, if it hasn't happened, there's no way we're doing it during draft day. I would have preferred that to be completely honest at this point. I'd rather we just get as many picks as we possibly can trade down. But, uh, for ESPN's projected pick in Tyree Wilson, I don't agree. I nothing against him. I think he's a talented player, but where we're at, I think you have to take a guy like Will Anderson, who's been in a more prime time uh, division, prime time school, has produced at that level. Um, you just need a guy who's going to come in and make an instant impact and doesn't have question marks. That's the Cardinals can't miss at this pick. And I again, I agree with you here. There's no way that they pass on Will Anderson. There are other picks here. I know that some people, you know, again, if you're just looking at game tape and, and, and you know, achievements. And, yeah, Jalen Carter does look very appealing. I know his off-the-field stuff has uh, not exactly yeah. been great. And he showed up to, you know, the, the pro day or the combat. He, he wasn't mm-hmm. looking good. So no. it's a, there's some question marks there. Uh, but I would understand if someone really reached for it. But I really, I think Tyree Wilson is a uh, is a reach here. Uh, Agreed. Especially the Cardinals truly need someone after after Watt retired. They really needed someone. Uh, they're gonna need someone to to man this. What is honestly one of the anchor positions in in the defense? You mm-hmm. need to have the defensive line, you know, loaded and be, and starts with a you know big ass defensive end like. Uh, like Anderson, so I mean, I know he's on the edge, but still, it's like uh, he, we, they need him on the defense. You're not going to pass, uh, you know, off mm-hmm. on him. Um, and so now we're going to move into an interesting one here: the Colts. Yeah, yep. Colts have so many needs. I just want to let you know, I, I had, to, we were just looking at some data here. I had to stop at five positions because it was getting ridiculous. They just mm-hmm. need so much. They are in a rebuild, but they don't know it. Or at least they're not acting yeah. like it. They're acting like they're one quarterback away, which is <laughs> yeah. They are not one quarterback away, and certainly not going to be anywhere closer if they do what ESPN has them doing, which is picking a quarterback here and having it be Anthony Richardson. This is a classic ESPN mistake yet again, and every sports writer falls for it. Look, Anthony Richardson is a freak of an athlete. Oh, dude, it's insane. Really, he, he is a wonderful, fantastic synonyms kind of athlete. Like he is yeah. truly just, yeah. you know, insane. But he, what the problem is is that he is uh, not displayed very much prowess at the quarterback position. He went to a prominent school in the University of Florida, and he had his chances. And honestly, watching his game tape, and, I, and look, I know Florida hasn't exactly fielded the best team that they've ever had, right? But – they, they do have some talent, and what I saw out of him just really wasn't doing it for me. I didn't no, see he's anything. very raw. He's very raw. And when I see raw athleticism, I see well, – I uh, to me, that's like you should be going into college with that, not coming mm-hmm. out of it. You should come out refined at least a little right. bit on the other end. And Anthony Richardson is more like this – you know, blank slate of a quarterback, which is not what you want in the first round. I Not in a I top five pick. I don't know what ESPN and uh, and so many other national writers, like, I don't know what their obsession is with athleticism alone, but I can't tell you how many times I've, I've read the phrase, 
oh well, you know, as athleticism is amazing, as on the on the field, you know, performance needs a lot of work. Um, that's kind of the whole thing in football, right? You have to perform on the field, and if you can't do it in college, you're sure as hell not going to be able to do it in the NFL, right? I don't know, man. I just see this he, as a as a waste of a first round pick for them. They could pick anywhere else. I think they need to beef up their O line because their running backs take taking a bit of a beating lately. They yeah, need and you more have a, receivers. You have a top tier. Yeah, you have a top tier running back in Jonathan Taylor who needs yes. to get out to be the focal point. And yeah, their wide receiver core is 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 gone. And their their yeah. line their defensive line is is beat to hell. Their linebackers are beat to hell. They have so many other places they could go here that have legitimate, verifiable first round day one starter talent and they will not go after it because oh, well, we need to get Anthony Richardson. Now here's the thing. I want to differ with ESPN here. I really do. And I and to me, I'm going to give the Colts the benefit of the doubt because this is one of the few times where I see the uh, in, in this draft, it's one of the few times I think ESPN might be right, like where it's like the, the Colts might do this. Just you think Shane Steichen? You think <sighs> new coach Shane Steichen is going to take the – I mean, that's – that pretty you much think, defines that defines his it, coaching tenure, basically, at that my, point. Yeah, and here's my problem with that. I think he had so much su- success with Hurts, and I think that he took an athletic quarterback and molded him. That I think ah, you, yeah. And here's the thing. It's not just Steichen. I'd love to say this decision was just on Steichen, but we, know, we both know who's in the owner's box. Yeah, Ursay has an iron grip on this team, and if he yeah. wants Anthony Richardson, they're going to pick Richardson. So I don't think it's just Steichen. I think you leave it just to Steichen. Maybe he goes another route because, again, like you said, this is a pivotal pick for him, franchise-defining. But I think, personally, I've got to say they're, they're, they, you know, what I'm going to do is, is say they're going to go, uh, you know, another way. Uh, I do want to hear mm-hmm. yours first, but I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt is what I'm saying. But I, I, part of me thinks they would pick Richardson. But for- yeah, I mean, here I'm saying probably just available, just best available. I think now sure. this is where you take like a Tyree Wilson. I think you just take yeah. it at least that or Paris Johnson. But I think I'm just going to lean on just go best available, get Tyree Wilson, get yeah. a good athlete, a guy who can probably produce. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, unfortunately, your offense is still going to suffer, but at least build one side because they're – Offense isn't so many pieces away to where it's like this huge mess, but it's just Anthony Richardson. He's a he started for one year and was very, very middling. Like yeah, he was fantastic on the ground, but he's not not a great decision maker. Um, yeah, mechanics wise, isn't a fantastic quarterback. It needs to work on that. Does, doesn't mean that he can't be, but it's like it's a lot of work kind of guy. It's it's a Malik Willis situation. I mean, yeah. let's be real. It so. really is, it, and arguably even more raw, because yeah. at least Malik had a couple of seasons that you know he had to play under a little bit more strenuous circumstances, whereas mm-hmm. Richardson didn't, and then also didn't perform. So there's a lot of you know questions there. I w- I'm tempted to go defense as well. I'm actually going to make a little bit of a splash. I think this is going to be too high, but I see the Colts making this kind of pick <laughs> because again they've only got one you know one shot in the first round mm-hmm. you know so 
and I don't think this guy lasts past the first round. And so I think they're going to pick Jackson Smith and Jigba. You think they're going to go wide receiver? I think they're going to okay. go wide receiver because they. I think what they're what the the Colts are. They if it's Steichen pulling this trigger and they're going to give him the reins and what I think he's going to go full rebuild. And I mean, when you go that way, you have to build on what you have, and mm-hmm. you can't. You have to have a foundation. And a quarterback would be great to mold, but when it's too raw and they're not playing a you know they're not playing well in a pro style offense yet. You've got to, yeah. That's a lot of coaching. That's a lot mm-hmm. of coaching to do. Mm-hmm. And I think you not you need you can't. I, I you kind of have to have the receivers first. You know, yeah. if you no, you're right. You need to have people to throw to. Otherwise, it's it's going to look, you know, bad. And you need to get your running back, who is top three in the country when when all cylinders are firing. You need to get him back true. in the game. So mm-hmm. again, that could be O line, but I think where they really, you know, they need some kind of pass game. So whoever they put, you know, that they've got at quarterback think they need another receiver and th- this might be a bit high for him but i th- man he's got all the talent he didn't play much last year i will say but mm-hmm. uh you know he, he certainly got all of the talent and uh, everything you want in a receiver mm-hmm. yeah i i can't argue with your pick that's that that it makes a ton of sense i mean at least if you can get the offense semi-rolling and you have at least a core in a passing league yep then yeah it could work and then you could find your guy uh-huh. but yeah richardson here yeah. Can't, so can't could not have differ. faith. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm not picking Richardson. I can tell you that. Next, we got Seattle. Now they've got a couple of picks uh, in uh, in this draft. They've got uh, including this top five one here. Uh, amazing that they got from Denver, which has just worked out beautifully for them. Yeah, it's <laughs> just, worked out fantastically for them. Good for Geno Smith. Yeah, like I just couldn't believe that uh, to see what like no one thought they'd be picking this high after you know dealing you know russell wilson or mm-hmm. you know that denver was going to get way better right it was going to be this yeah was be man a, like it, it's just so weird to me that they're even picking here you know they're going to have five and they're going to have number 20 so yeah it just seems like well, they, this should have been 20 and 24 you know yeah <laughs> not, mm-hmm. not five so yeah you know, and look, they locked up Geno Smith. They do not need a quarterback. I'm not entertaining no. any any drafts that say they're going to pick a quarterback. Mm-mm. Pete Carroll's not an idiot. Geno Smith's not old. He's like 32, 33. He's got some years left, and I think he plays out his deal just fine. So, yeah. with that respect, think you've got to you've got to look at other uh, other angles. And uh, this is where ESPN has uh, ESPN has them picking Jalen Carter here. And I gotta and, be honest with you, this 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 is probably what they're gonna do, um, mm-hmm. but it is tough. I admit that Carter's recent, you know, stint with the law and recent showing up out of shape. I mean, it's tough. It is tough to uh, to see to say for sure. Oh, this is where they're gonna go. But I think you can't pass him up here. I think he's got way too yeah. much talent. He's the second graded overall player in in some uh, big boards. I mean, it's easy to see why. Um, so I don't disagree with that pick here. I think that Jalen Carter is going to get picked by Seattle at five. Yeah, and I think Seattle is one of those franchises that's kind of equipped to deal with players like this and finds ways Fair. to get um, talent out of players who have, you know. Well, it helps that Carroll was a college coach. Yeah, exactly. So he knows how to deal with these guys, you know, fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I I don't have an I don't have an issue here. I think at this point it's a value pick at five. I mean, basically, uh-huh. I mean Jalen Carter at the start of the year was projected to be like kind of possibly the number one overall pick. Yeah, you're right. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's it's there is risk. There's absolutely risk that he pulls like uh, what was his name? Cardinals drafted him super low. Robert and Kemadici were like that kind of guy. Where it's like, man, he had a ton of talent, but he yeah. had off field issues. Um, just kind of personality issues, kind of stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So I think, but yeah, I mean, Pete Kirkle's used to working with big personalities, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman. Like, I feel like the team is equipped to find a way to get a lot out of them. And if they do, it's going to be a steal at five. Absolutely. It's going to be an absolute steal. All right, moving into number six, uh, we have Detroit. And Maine, they've got a couple of picks uh, as well in this draft. They've got uh, number six and number 18, it is going to be a, uh, a bloodbath for them, especially after a huge free agency for them where they, uh, they got uh, several, several big pieces that are going to rebuild this team. Um, now, that being said, they still have needs. I mean, every team's got needs, but these we're talking defensive line here. We're talking, uh, you know, it's and, and the edge. We get, you know, linebackers, and they want to keep improving the secondary, even though they just assigned Cam Sutton, uh, and they got uh, who from the Eagles on the prove-it deal. Um, oh, Gardner Johnson. They got Gardner Johnson. You know, some people say uh, maybe they still need help in the secondary. Uh, you know, maybe a safety, maybe another corner. Now, ESPN, this is where they had Will Anderson going. They had him falling to to Detroit. Mm-hmm. And putting him next to Hutchinson would or, or uh, yeah, Hutchinson. would be absolutely insane. Yeah, but that'd be again, crazy. For us, I mean, for our draft, we already have him going to the Cardinals at three. What are you thinking here? So I think they're going to stick with edge. Um, I think they're going to go Nolan Smith out of Georgia. I think Ooh. if you can build a big one-two edge rushing punch like that with a guy who's a rookie who had a fantastic season and Aiden Hutchinson literally made huge plays, it seems like, almost every game. Yeah. Was getting picks, like, dropped out into coverage sometimes and was getting picks, like, and then obviously with his sack numbers. So I think you build that um, – because if you can rush a quarterback and you can give them less time, it'll give you help in your secondary. So I think that's where it starts from in this league now is okay. just getting pressure on a quarterback. That's fair. That is that is very fair to say. Um, I think that they're going to have uh, – I'm going to go a little bit uh, forward thinking here because I think that they've got, you know, they've got Gardner Johnson on a, on a prove-it deal. They know that he's going to walk out with more money after this. I think yeah. that they're going to, he's going to expect some money, and I think that he's going to get some money. So that being said, I, I don't think they're going to retain him past this season. I think that Detroit is going to look long-term. They've locked up Cam Sutton for, a couple, for th- at least three years, mm-hmm. um, and I think that they bring in Christian Gonzalez here uh, out of Oregon. Pick. They, yeah, they bring him in too. and they, they show him the ropes, have him run with two top-tier you know, corners, and then take over once Gardner Johnson walks for more money. That way they get that four-year rookie deal buffer, you know, so mm-hmm. that when, when Christian Gonzalez, I mean, he's slated to be, he is the number one, eh, he could go hand-in-hand uh, hand with Devin Witherspoon here, but Christian Gonzalez, for me, is the number one corner. He is, you know, six one, almost six two, and he can run with you. So mm-hmm. I really think that he's going to be your, your total package cornerback. And uh, and I think that the the Troy Lions pick him here. Yeah. Okay. Dude, and 
He was great. He was fun to watch. I watched him. A few oh games. yeah, it's Oregon. I mean, it's, it's the one part of their defense that was really r- r- working. For <laughs> um, and now we got now we got Vegas. Okay, Vegas took themselves out of the quarterback running by uh, signing old Jimmy, um, mm-hmm. very smartly. Which is mm-hmm. not a word. Uh, smart is not what I usually would refer to. You know, the Raiders in any context. So for them to do that kind of makes me think. Okay. They're building for something. They know they're not going to get uh, one of the top picks. They're not going to fall for this bullshit with Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. <laughs> and, you know, we'll, we'll defer some things here. So now a lot of people have – this is where ESPN has uh, uh, Raiders picking Devin Witherspoon. Uh, you know, like I said, like I was just saying with Christian Gonzalez, they go hand-in-hand hand for the number one corner. Mm-hmm. Devin Witherspoon is rated as the number one corner, and that's where they pick him. And I got to admit, I don't disagree. Yeah, I don't either. They they need help, and I mean their pass rush is great. Their interior is great. They have decent linebackers. Their secondary is definitely what killed them last season. They had a lot yep. of issues. So lots of issues. I think you I'm locked that down. You what, I was at the Steelers Raiders game, uh, you know, on Christmas Eve, and if they had any kind of help in the secondary, there's no way Pittsburgh would have been able to make that comeback. So. Yeah. You know, if they, they want to cut close games like that and actually win, they need help. So, Davin Witherspoon's a great pick here. He is a fantastic corner. And uh, and he's he's also, you know, one of those all-encompassing. He's tenacious. He gets after you. As as a runner, uh, you know, if you're, in the, if you're in the open, he's on you. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, great pick there. And now we're going to Atlanta. Atlanta has a lot of, pro- uh, you know, a lot of – things to do you know on their list as well because they are a in a full rebuild um but they need help in the secondary they need you know uh, definitely you know some line defensive line help they need more receivers now espn this is where they had nolan smith going which mm-hmm. i think would have been great for them if he had yeah. fallen so what what do you think here since you got nolan going two picks earlier hmm. yeah this is where things start to get a little funky um because now we're starting to get into where a lot of these guys are starting to blend together in terms of talent. Well, I'll just, um, I'll just reveal mine right away because I actually happen to agree with uh, the positioning here for Nolan Smith um, I th- and, and ESPN here. I do agree that Nolan's going to go at uh, this pick at number eight. Um, mm-hmm. Not only is it appropriate, but I think that uh, you know, it's a, it fills a big need for them. So um, I'm, I'm going to put him here as well. Hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Christian Gonzalez here. I think okay. they're going to keep building on their secondary. They, they signed Jesse. They signed Jesse Bates. So I mean, if they can lock down, I mean, that's part of what a draft is—is is locking down, you know, at least parts of your defense. And oh yeah, kind of the top end pass rushers are already off the board. So I'm 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 liking that pick here. Awesome. Now here we go. We got Chicago, former number one pick. Uh, that they traded to uh, Carolina. So uh, they're picking here at number nine. Now they have a whole host of things that they need. They've, they've got their quarterback situation locked in for as long as Justin Fields can keep running. And they've uh, certainly picked up a lot of key pieces uh, along the way as well, uh, specifically on the defense. Um, but they still need some offensive line help. They still need some defensive end help. And, you know, maybe a linebacker or two and the secondary. So they got holes everywhere that they need to fill. ESPN has this going to Darnell Wright, uh, you know, uh, offensive lineman out of uh, Tennessee, who uh, honestly, this is a bit of a reach for me. 
I think that Darnell Wright was is I mean he's currently rated in the you know the back half of the draft, you know, and I mean with Paris Johnson, Peter Skaronsky still on the board, you're gonna really go Darnell Wright here. I now get, don't get me wrong, the dude has all the physical traits you want. He's six five. He's three hundred thirty pounds. Yeah, the, he he plays, but he, but he plays with speed still. You know he's mm-hmm. he's got all the things you want, and he's certainly a first round talent, but. You know, to put, I think it's a bit of a reach at you know at this time because I think this is where I'm putting uh, Peter Skaronsky. Hmm. I think I'm going to stay with Darnell Wright here. I think they're going to go. Tell me why. I mean, just just on the physical talent, I think they just need big guys at this point. And I mean, he played in a in the toughest conference in uh, football. So I mean, he's played sure. against top end talent. Um, sure. I mean, he had to line up against, like, Will Anderson, guys like that. So, I think they're just looking for someone who, at least in their mind, has the uh, talent, the size, all the all the intangibles. Because they just need to protect uh Well, I mean, hey, Skaronsky's no slouch himself. He's only one inch shorter and only about 20 pounds lighter. So, I mean, and that's true. he is rated as the number one offensive lineman in the draft. That's I true. I don't know how how much that's going to you know play into his favor. But like you said, it's not like he was playing against top-tier talent in the SEC. So he could be right there, uh, in, in, but we'll, we'll see. I'm, uh, but I'm gonna, that's a difference for me in ESPN. There we go. And at number 10, Philadelphia, who, wow, how are they picking at number 10 after just going to the Super Bowl? Well, crafty trades with New Orleans. New Orleans basically mm-hmm. sold the farm. Uh, last draft so now you've got philadelphia at number 10 and at number 30 so espn this is where they got peter skronsky going uh they which is certainly draft appropriate you know he's a the ninth best player on the big board going to number 10 makes sense um they definitely have needs philadelphia's got needs they need a running back they need an offensive line. They, they've lost some offensive line pieces. They've lost some defensive line pieces, and they need help in the secondary as well. They lost Gardner Johnson. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, in in my mind, there's a lot of ways they can go here, and I'll tell you where I think they're going to go. For me, I don't think they pass on B. John Robinson. Wow. You think they're going to take him that high? I th- Look. This this is one of this is what I'm going to call out ESPN and all the other national writers again because there is this they've created the NFL has not created this by the way just want to let you know the NFL routinely puts this you know puts them like on blast when it comes to the draft but there's like this unwritten rule they've created that says do not draft a running back in the first round don't do it God oh if you if you draft a running back in the first round you're you're you're, you're absolutely shooting yourself in the foot. Why would you do that? But I do not subscribe to that at all. I cannot, like, it, it just, mm, I unequivocally disagree with it. If you have a, a, a solid run game, you have one half of your offense already set. And That's we true. know that, that Philly is, uh, they've fielded a really good offensive line. They can certainly, you know, build that. Do they have all the pieces? No, but this is where I think they, you know, uh, you can't pass on Bijan Robinson, and I'll tell you why. The dude it might be the best prospect in the last six, seven years. He had a fantastic time at Texas, despite Texas not really doing much, uh, you know, in, in the ways of winning. Yet mm-hmm. he was absolutely fantastic. 
I think he goes in is a day one starter, and he's uh, he, he's got all the pieces that you want, and Philly just lost Miles Sanders. They And why did they lose him? Because they could afford to, which in mm-hmm. my mind means we got the number one pick, we got the number 30 pick, we're walking away with the running back. And I don't think Bijan Robinson gets past number 20. So personally, I think that uh, he's going to go here at number 10. Okay. Um, I'm going to stick with them taking an offensive lineman just because I know the way, just the way it seems that um, Philly likes to build their team. It's build an O-line, build a D-line, and then find pieces okay. after that. But if they have solid both lines, which just seemed like their draft and their signing philosophy. But I'm going to actually have them taking Paris Johnson here over Skaronsky. Uh, now here's a man. Paris Johnson Jr. looks to me like he is the best uh, offensive lineman in this draft and he played in one of the hardest leagues in college so mm-hmm. i gotta agree with you right you know in terms of you know i know you you darnell is higher in your mind and you may he may very well be you know as in the sec but big Ten's not exactly far behind that in terms of competition no. so paris mm-hmm. johnson jr who i mean what was it zero sacks <laughs> like the dude is borderline yeah. perfect so that's a great one right there um, okay, <laughs> moving right along to Tennessee, one of the more fascinating uh, situations in the AFC, considering that they won the AFC's first seed uh, last just the season prior, uh, you know, in 2020, uh, the 2022 season, or I'm sorry, the uh, 21 to 22 season. And then this just this last season, <laughs> they couldn't practically buy a win. It's yeah. they lost it. Whatever magic they had, it's gone and they need to rebuild this team. I don't know if they know yeah. that, but they need to rebuild this team. And a lot of people look. Th- this is where they're, th- they need an offensive line because they don't have one anymore. They need wide receivers. They need to keep drafting them. You know, it's, it's pretty embarrassing when you let your number one wide receiver walk, and then he has the best year he's ever had in his entire career when he goes to Philly, yeah. who's not exactly mm-hmm. known for building up wide receivers in, in mm-hmm. the last decade. True. So, you know... They need wide receivers. They need linebackers. They need and they need help in the secondary. And and you know if so for me, well first let's go over ESPN's pick. They've got Will Levis going here. If you've never heard that name, congratulations. Nobody else <laughs> has. But ESPN and every other national writer seem to be pushing not only just Anthony Richardson at Florida, but in seemingly even worse prospect in well in Will Levis now. I'm talking a lot of shit right now. Understand, the, the, <laughs> here are the facts. He is a fantastic athlete. Again, he's not as good as Anthony Richardson in athleticism, but he has the arm. And some people are saying he's got the, you know, the hardest throwing, and he, he may have the most arm talent in the draft. <sighs> but then there, the, what's, what's the caveat? Oh, well, his on-the-field performance you know, really sucked. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Yes, I understand he played in the SEC. I understand he was playing at Kentucky, so it's not like he had a, you know, a whole ton of top-tier talent anyway. But what, what the, his accuracy was the problem. And he wasn't hitting guys in the hands. and what, There weren't you know, drops happening. He just wasn't getting the ball to them. So for me, yeah. he needs a lot of work. I don't care how much. I don't care if he can throw the ball 65 yards. You know who, who else could? Malik Willis. And I don't <laughs> really care. That you can, he could throw a hundred yards down the field. What I care is if it lands in the hands of his receiver, mm-hmm. and we haven't seen that in college, which means for damn sure it's not going to happen at the NFL today. 
And if you're in the yeah. first round, you better be playing today. Pretty so, much, yeah. Will Levis, they've got going here. I wholeheartedly disagree. I, know, I do too. You still have Tannehill. You still have Malik Willis, who, by the way, Malik Willis was – so, uh, slated by Mel Kuyper to go like number two to the Lions last year. So, yeah. are we really going to be, you know, he's still supposedly that level of talent, right? Then, you know, let's keep that going. But for me, it's got to be a wide receiver. You cannot mm. pass. For, be, uh, they let their number one go. They they kind of whiffed, not exactly whiffed, but they're. they're Traylon Burks had a tough season. He had a tough he, season. He was injured. I mean, the, his toughest part of the season was that he was playing in Tennessee. So, yeah. You know, there's that, but I, this is where I think that if you really want to get, get things going, and you, they need a speedster, someone who can actually get the ball down the field, because they've got their run game set for as long as you know Derrick Henry wants to stay. But this is where I think you you need to really address the uh, the wide receiver question, and for me, that's got to be um, uh, Quentin Johnston, to be honest. Wow! Yeah. Okay. I think I, he's not quite the speedster you need, but I think he could go. Like he showed all of the talent, uh, you know, against tough competition, and he's six three, and yeah. he. I mean, he was seemingly the only one doing anything on the field at any given moment for TCU. Practically put that team on his back, even through yeah. very stiff competition, and I mean, come on. You know, I think they, they've got him ranked criminally low at number 29 in this, you know, on these big boards. So I think that this is where you're going to go with Quentin. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, drafting another quarterback after you drafted a quarterback last year just seems <laughs> like round. one. Yeah. is I mean, still. But it's still a guy who didn't have a lot of time to really develop. Wasn't in a great situation, which is kind of how bad overall Tennessee was last year. They just didn't ever look like they were really going to be competitive. Derrick Henry can only do so much. Um, so I think they're going to go O-line. I think this is where they take a guy like Skaronsky and Because, I mean, everybody's gone. Lawan is gone. It's, it, like, just big guys that they needed that were kind of a okay. steadfast. I, I think they need a wide receiver too, but it's just like, man, yeah, they, they need guys up front. That is best, uh, you know, uh, best on the board for your, you know, your draft at this point, so. Mm-hmm. That that's good. That's good. Um, and you know, we'll see. Again, we differ here with ESPN because ESPN has a really dumb pick going here. So no, that's terrible. Which is that's just that's ESPN for you, uh, and national writers in general. But now we got to uh, Houston's second pick that they got from uh, the oh so generously from the Cleveland Browns. You know, <laughs> who wouldn't want to trade a molester for a first round pick? So let's go, <laughs> um, to. Houston. Well, I mean, I say molester, but I mean that's the technical definition. But yeah, sexual assault. Anyway, Houston. They've got uh, this is where they got Jackson Smith and Jigba going. They want uh, to now they got C.J. Stroud in their mind. So let's load up and get him a wide receiver. And I can see mm-hmm. the logic. What do you think? No, I like it. I think you've, s- you've seen success just from uh, Cincy with Joe Burrow and uh, Jamar Chase having mm-hmm. that college mm-hmm. connection. So, I mean, if he's still here on my board, I'm saying, yeah, they, that's a can't pass for me. Okay. So, you got Jackson. Um, for me, I, I'm going to agree with you and say that it's it's definitely going to be a receiver here. They, You know, if they're going to pick Stroud, they need to get him weapons because uh, they don't yeah. really have that many right now. And so, I think they're going to go Jordan Addison here. I think that 
he's an, a, the next best complete wide receiver that can you know really do well and mesh into a team. Now, mind you, I know Zay Flowers is still on the board at this point, but I think I think he's more one dimensional, and so I think that you uh, he he's certainly got the the, the speed and uh, you know he he reminds me of a uh, a Deontay Johnson type, mm. but uh, I think that you need more of a your star you know complete you know a wide receiver here, and I think that uh, Jordan Addison would be a great fit for him. Nice, yeah. Can't argue with you. All right, moving into uh, Green Bay, who uh, they just got this pick from the Jets because uh, the Jets finally got their trade through that they've been waiting for. It seems like all of us have been waiting for it to happen. Yeah, They got Aaron Rodgers sent over, and they didn't even have to give a lot for him, to be honest. They really only had to give away one first-round pick. I know it says two, but they got one in return. So. In my mind, you, those cancel out. It's the 13th and 15th picks. Not exactly much difference there. And you only have to give one out, one more away, and that's if Rodgers plays more than 65% of the season. Seems like a yeah. pretty good deal to me. And they've got Dalton Kincaid out of Utah, a big old tight end, coming uh, you know, basically to <laughs> build up the offense. But I don't know that you do that now that you've given away your you know your quarterback. I think you want to have a tight end. They, they need receivers. They need tight ends. They need just about everything. The Packers aren't a full rebuild. They don't know it yet, but they, they definitely are. And yeah. I, the, and, and they also need a quarterback. So they, do they pick, you know, because in my board, Will Levis is still available. In my board, Anthony Richardson is still available. Do we do, do they go there with them? Uh I, I don't know. I don't think so because I think Green Bay is a couple of years away from actually contending. And I think that Caleb Williams being on the board next year might be really intriguing. And you mm-hmm. want to have those picks to, to – you, you certainly want to, you know, maybe use that New York Jets pick, you know, to trade up in next year's draft and take uh, take Williams. So I don't think they take a quarterback here. The only one I might see them taking is is uh, Will Levis. Don't think they would uh, gamble on Richardson because when they already got Tyler Hundley and uh or, or, jordan love jordan love wow i went the complete other way with i was thinking ravens but uh yeah jordan they've got jordan love um and they you know they do believe in, in him a little bit so i think quarterback's a bit of a stretch so in this case i think you gotta go uh you know this is where i might put um you know what it's it, it's this one's a tough one because they do. This need, is a very tough one. They need help in the secondary. They need help on the line. They need help at the skill positions. But if you're confident in your quarterback, do you go a wide receiver here? Maybe, maybe. I think you could get away with it. They just lost one, so they definitely need another wide receiver. Yeah. And you know what? I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go wide receiver here and say that this this is where Zay Flowers goes. Ah, interesting. Yeah. I am going to I'm going to stick with Dalton Kincaid just because I know the way that Green Bay likes to draft. They love they love yeah. tight ends and he is talented. I mean, he is For very a team talented. that loves tight ends, they sure haven't had a good one in a while. That's what I'm saying, but they love to draft them. They've done it yeah. many times. So I think That's that funny. at least at, at this point as far as like tight ends have come in the last, I don't know, 5 years, minus like what mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts I think he's probably as talented a tight end that has come into that could come that's into the fair. league, and I that think it fits their fair. philosophy. 
that. Nope, that's definitely fair. And now we're moving into New England. Uh, we, you know, they need a wide receiver. They need, you know, offensive line, and they need help in the secondary too. ESPN has Christian Gonzalez going here, which would be a fantastic value for them. Yeah. Um, personally, I don't, I don't have that happening. I think they need a wide receiver. Uh, you know, they, they definitely need a wide receiver. They, if you're going to put your full faith behind your quarterback, and you need to give him weapons to actually do something. I don't exactly know who's going to be left in my, in terms of my board i can tell you that because i've i've definitely sold the farm you know when it comes to uh wide receivers here but i think that this is where you're going to take a little bit of a chance on uh you know you a wide receiver with a little bit of you know oomph behind him if you will uh, a lot of strength and i think that's jonathan mingo i think mingo okay. would be a, a you know a great pick here if they're going to go wide receiver, but here's the thing: I'm not. I'm actually not going to have them go wide receiver after all, because they, they can get Mingo in the second round. That you know, yeah. I, I, no one else is going to be able, is going to be picking him. You know, first out of uh, you know out of gate. I don't think he's going to be a a first round pick. So I am going to say this is where I think you need to reestablish uh, your uh, your offensive line. And so I think they go O-line here. What do we got? Uh, I think this is where you're taking Paris Johnson, and that really okay. bums me out for me. <laughs> that really bums me out in my draft. I'd love <laughs> to keep him off the board for a couple more picks, specifically four more. <laughs> but this is where I have uh, Paris Johnson going. Yeah. No, I mean, if, if he slides down to them, that would be huge for them. Uh, I personally am going to take a wide receiver. This is where I'm going to say a Jordan Addison is probably, if he's Ooh. here, will go. I think his frame and the way he plays kind of matches up with the style that uh, New England likes to play. I just Because they can I move mean, him around. If Jordan Addison was still available on my board on, on here, this is where I would have put him too. Um Again, I, I still think that, you know, I think there's going to be a little bit of a, a run on wide receivers early in this draft just because there is limited talent available. Absolutely. But, uh, but Jordan Addison here would be a great value for them, and, uh, and obviously Paris Johnson would be an even better value. But And it would break my heart as a Steely fan to see Paris Johnson go there. Because um, fuck New England, right? Uh, <laughs> just kidding, Boston fans. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, we've uh, we got the Jets at number fifteen. They got this pick from Green Bay, and oh boy, do they have what they think is a Super Bowl team already? They have they're yeah. gonna have uh, a a lot of uh, an interesting mix of a lot of youth and talent uh, mm -hmm. mixed with a veteran presence in uh, in Rodgers. So you're gonna want to build up around him, and for me that means offensive line. You're yep. gonna need to take up uh, you know and build. But the question is, is there a lot of of offensive line of left available, you know, for them to really go after. Cause in my mind, I think, okay, maybe they go after Steve Avila. Maybe they, you know, take a swing, um, you know, uh, you know, at, at this point, they, this is where I think like a Darnell Wright would go. And so that's probably mm -hmm. what I'm going to go with. Um, so yeah, I think Darnell Wright, because I, I really think he's uh, appropriately ranked uh, personally. But uh, so this is where I see him going. I think the Jets need help on the line and they need to protect uh, certainly uh, Brees Hall, uh, mm -hmm. you know, when he comes back and uh, and now Rogers, who's going to be turning 39. So you need to protect this quarterback. You 
will hope to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Darnell Wright will go here for me. Yeah, um, I, I have to stick with Broderick Jones. He is the best available lineman, and that's all they really – that's kind of all they need at this point. I mean, they had, a what, a top five defense at mm-hmm. the end of last season. Their offense is already oh, pretty yeah. much primed. So, yeah, again, like like you said, protect Rodgers. Just keep – you know, keep that train kind of running and see how good they can end up being. And I, I didn't mention the ESPN pick, which is broader drone. So that is, uh, you know, uh, so you, you've got him, you're agreeing with them there, which, Hey, it's a, it's right in the middle. I think that's where he, you know, he could go, um, you know, when he does uh, get picked, but, um, you know, we'll, I, I think there just might be that early run on skill positions because these teams are skittish. They get mm-hmm. skittish. And we're going to see they two do. quarterbacks go right off the board in the first two uh, picks, and there could be That's a run true. on that as well, which, you know, yeah, puts boots some teams. Now we got pick number 16, uh, the Washington Commanders. Who, I mean, congratulations, D.C. Uh, you're getting rid of old Dan. Uh, I uh, I live out here in Maryland, and um, when I was driving uh, back from, you know, drove, drove to D.C. and was when I was coming back home, uh, I noticed over on the uh, the 50 highway, there's a big old sign that says "Bye, Dan" <laughs> in uh, in yeah. uh, Washington Commanders colors. So, congratulations to the city of DC and all Washington Commanders fans, uh, because they you know will be getting a new owner. And they, damn it, is it a good time? Because they need to rebuild everything. They didn't. They just announced today that they're not picking up the option on Chase Young's deal. So, yeah. you know what? You know if he doesn't pan out, they're going to need. You know more help on the defense, but they need a quarterback. They need offensive line. They need linebackers. They need secondary with corners. And this is where ESPN has Joey Porter Jr. Uh, from Penn State going, uh, a fantastic corner, and uh, the third best rated corner in the draft. And I think I uh, unfortunately my logical side says that they are going to pick Joey Porter here uh, because he is the best available in my for what they need so i think they do pick joey porter jr here and break my fucking heart one pick before the steelers could pick him uh but yeah connor what do you think yeah i'm gonna stick with joey porter he's the best out of the corners left they need it yeah unfortunately oh it's pain it really is a lot of a lot of pain um but hey you know uh, the life goes on so uh yeah that's an easy pick to make there for for washington and now we get to uh pick number 17 with the pittsburgh steelers my, my personal favorite team uh they have a whole host of needs too but realistically uh you know uh, first year gm omar khan really rebuilt the offensive line through the free agency and the line didn't exactly play too terribly uh you know this past season especially not as terrible as they were supposed to play uh, in, in the back half of the season, they went seven and two as a team. So I think there's a lot to be said about the players that really shined, and and you just got to plug a couple holes now uh, on the line. And you know they need help on the you know defensive line as well, and then a little bit in the secondary because they just lost Cam Sutton. That's a huge one. I think corners their biggest uh, you know hole right now, uh, personally. So, uh, which sucks to see uh, so many corners go early in, uh, you know, with Gonzalez, Witherspoon, and uh, Joey Porter Jr. Just so talented, you know. And, and ESPN, of course, ignoring all logic and sense, has uh, the Steelers going for Zay Flowers here. We're from Boston College, mm-hmm. a wide receiver. 
what? Yeah, I was, what? I was saying the same thing. Looking at it, I was like, huh, they just got Allen Robinson. They had Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. So they got three guys already who are yes. going to be on the field. And yes. all are going to be productive. Barring, like, obviously, Allen Robinson staying healthy. Yeah, I'm like, what are we even talking about here right now? Like, why are we picking a, a wide receiver? Are you out of your mind? No yeah, that was... way. No way. It's not happening. So I I don't see it. I, I don't think it, it certainly don't think it's going to happen. And in my mind, they're going to go, you know, they'd want to go corner here. You really, I think they would really want to go corner. Uh, and there, while there are a, a number of interesting, uh, you know, because, I mean, th- th- this is where you could go Deontay Banks out of Maryland. You could go mm-hmm. Emmanuel Forbes, uh, who's been gaining a lot of steam. He's a he's tall, but uh, he is thin. He's a little thin, but that yeah. you, know, you can get you can get bulk in the NFL. So I'm not really worried, but he does have excellent speed. So I think they go corner here, and I think they go best available corner. Um, bah, you know what? I'm already I'm doubling back on myself. Really? If I'm going if I'm going best available, I'm going Broderick Jones in my draft. If I'm going best available, okay. because the Steelers addressed, uh, they went out and got Patrick Peterson, so they've got a rental for a little bit. And I think you can reasonably get still a, a lot of uh, talent in the in there. This is a deep corner draft uh, or deeper than in most seasons. So I think you got to go offensive uh, offensive line here if Broderick Jones does indeed fall to this spot. So I'm going to go Broderick. Hmm. See hmm. how I switch my I talk myself out of things. Oh, man, I was so ready to pick Emmanuel there. But then I saw that I saw. I mean, I just got to see it for what it is. <laughs> Look, yeah. you got to go with logic. I can't just sit here and say, "Oh, it's going to be a Zay Flowers," because the Steelers know the Steelers have never drafted a wide receiver in the first round in the last five six years because they always get them in the second and third. They yeah. know how to draft wide receivers, Kuiper. What are you talking about? So yeah, I think they got to go Broderick on my on my draft. Yeah, see, this is where I'm torn because, yeah, between Deontay Banks and Emmanuel Forbes, they're two very different styles of play, uh-huh. right? One's real, Deontay, real fast. One's real fast, but he's very slight. The other is very big, but obviously that cost him He's got space. top end, but he's yeah. physical press. Yeah, so it's like – and that's where you start to think. It's like, oh, the wide receivers he's going to have to match up against in, that, in this division, like Jamar Chase, yeah. T. Higgins, Amari Cooper – guys like that so man that's yep. that this is where it gets tough for me because i'm torn between two of them but it's just the more or less what we're gonna what's what the steelers see and that's the hard part of trying to get in their their head but i think yep. just because of more or less who they're playing against and the some of the top end talent at least in their division that they're gonna see twice a year i think i'm gonna go with forbes i think he Ooh. least can, matches up and goes step for step with a lot of these guys and he's got big playability yeah and like you said he's gonna be in an nfl locker room with trainers nutritionists so he he can put on the weight he'll bulk up that's a guarantee you know he's gonna bulk up so that's a great pick you know i, I mean I, I certainly wouldn't i wouldn't be mad at it i can tell you that i just i just personally think that he might be available in the second round i'm not sure yeah uh, you it's might, tough you to see might because there's wrong. a lot there's a lot of teams that need uh corner help and mm-hmm. I mean, he might not get past the later the later twenties uh, if he doesn't go here. So, 
you know, that's a good pick. Uh, now we get Detroit Lions, their second pick, uh, you know, of the draft in this case. So we've got them uh, taking, you know, Connor, you had him taking Nolan Smith. I had him taking Christian Gonzalez. Uh, this is where ESPN had B. John Robinson going, which I say, what? <laughs> like, what are we what are we talking here? Are you really going to – this is where you're going to put him after, you know – I don't know. They did just lose uh, – they, they just lost their their, uh, their main guy. Mm-hmm. He went to the know, Saints. Name escapes me. He went to the Saints. Yeah, but they I, know. Did I don't pick know why up, I'm blanking on him either. They picked up uh, – David up, Montgomery. Uh, David Montgomery from the Bears, who mm-hmm. is no slouch. I'm, I'm telling you right now, man. He, he the, and, and plus they got DeAndre Smith. And, and I think they've got talent. You know, I think David got Montgomery with the right system and the right, you know, uh, focus on the run game could be. I mean, he did, he ran for 800 yards in the Bears. That's enough said. So I do. I think he's going to be. I mean, oh, it was Jamal Williams, by the way. Jamal um, Williams. There we go. I can't believe. Right. <laughs> Where are the he Naruto headband? Yep. He had 17 the touchdowns Ho- on the ground. Led the fifth Okage of the Swagakazi clan. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> so yeah, he's over on the Saints now. Great for him, uh, you know. Uh, and the the Lions could have kept him, but they didn't. They went out and got David Montgomery, who is still young, at twenty five years old. And I do not think that they pick a running back in this draft. I think they're going to roll with what they have. They, you know, they're they're still, you know, they they got Jared Goff. They're kind of rolling with with a lot of punches right now. So, personally, I don't think they go running back. I think they go. Uh, they're going to look more toward uh, the, the defense uh, in this situation. And I think they go uh, defensive, maybe more defensive end type situation. They need D-line for sure. Yeah. And uh, so for me, this is uh, – it, it's not so much defensive, and they might need to be defensive tackle, right? What's Hutchinson? And yeah. So they need they need yes. defensive tackle. In this case, which would be, hey, if Jalen Carter ends up falling a ton, this would be, you know, fantastic pick. But this is where I think they go, uh, Collegiate Cansey at yeah. Pittsburgh. Yep, who is, I would agree with you 100%. Fantastic. Uh, great player. Uh, played against a really high-level competition. He is a big boy, 6'1", 280. He can, he's got explosive power, and he is a violent man. He will get you. So great uh, pick here. He is the number two overall uh, you know, rated uh, defensive tackle. Um, and it sounds like you agree, Connor. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with you. Perfect. They gave up a lot of yards on the ground, um, uh-huh. so they just need something in the middle. Yep, and combined with Hutchinson, whoo, that'd be amazing. So, uh, yeah, easy, easy one there. They're certainly not going to pick a running back. Way to, way to whiff that one there, uh, ESPN. And uh, now you got Tampa Bay at number 19, who among uh, just a um, billion things it seems they need after the tom brady era ends they also need a quarterback now so do they pick one here uh i'm starting I think to they believe do. so i'm starting That's what to I was, believe you and I so. Were both these <laughs> I, I i gotta tell you this is where i think that if any team is gonna bite on uh, you know and truly really try to get you know, to walk away with the steal of the draft, and oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy into all of this, what, what everyone's saying. You know, I think that that Tampa Bay is gonna do it out of a. This is still a winnable division for them, so mm-hmm. I think they they want may want to take a swing, and this is where I see the Will Levis going. Agreed, I'm with you. 
Yep, and that's that's so funny. We and keep in mind we did not talk about this uh, before we filmed this episode. We did not share our uh, you know our plans for the you know doing this mock draft, and it's just funny that we this is where we land Will Levis because look, this is your 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 bust or your breaker you know your make or break spot where it's like mm-hmm. you could get away with doing this. This is like when mm-hmm. the Steelers took Kenny at twenty uh, at number twenty last year, where you're sitting there mm-hmm. going, okay. It's you're not wasting a lottery pick, and you can reasonably go in and hey, if this guy has all the talent that everyone says he does, and he just needs a little bit of refinement, you know, I I happen to know a guy that works for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization that's really good with quarterbacks, and he was he won them a you know a, a Bruce Arians won him a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know, uh, alongside Brady. So I think they might know what they're doing there, uh, you know, because. Arians has turned out a lot of talent, including, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, from a smaller school. So do I think that Will Levis has been a Ben Roethlisberger? Fuck no. I think that uh, <laughs> he is a – this is a third-round talent wrapped up in a first-round cloth for some reason. But uh, this is where I think if he's going to go on day one, this is where he's going. And they signed they signed Baker Mayfield, didn't they? If I recall. Did they? I'm pretty sure. Let's take a look, shall we? Uh, yeah, they did. Which, so, uh, the, it's not, it's, I don't know that. Yeah, <laughs> but at least it's a bridge, like, right? Like, Baker, for all of his shortcomings and all of his, you know, whatever shit. Like, he can yeah, win yeah. games. He like, can. at least he's going to go out there and try to win you a game. And this is what I'll say. Baker Mayfield on this team combined with Will Levis, uh, which I still think they draft him anyway. That's To me, that's like a... A true, uh, uh, you know, uh, Kenny Pickett and uh, Mitch Trubisky, yeah. yeah, Trubisky situation where I'm thinking that's maybe how that's gonna go. They'll start Mayfield yeah. and then mm-hmm. they'll quickly transition to Levis and see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. Like the the biggest thing here is that like just don't play him as many games as you can. Let him get used to the speed of the game. Don't yep. throw out like they did. With, don't throw Malik Willis out when he like. Obviously, they kind of yes. had to because Tannehill got hurt, but yeah. Like, don't put a guy in a game where he only attempts, like, eight passes or something. That's pointless. True. So. True. And and ESPN actually had the uh, the more tame pick here uh, for once, and that was uh, Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa, which would be a great mm-hmm. value for them. But I just yeah. think that Tampa Bay is going to panic a little bit. Um, yeah, they need something. They're mm-hmm. only a few years off of winning a Super Bowl, so they're not, yeah. they're not looking to backslide. I mean, they've lost a ton of players. I mean. They have. To both free agency and injury, so. Mm-hmm. Or, or and retirement so we'll, we'll see what they do with it um next we got seattle at 20 their, their second pick of the night um and uh in this case they've got their i think this obviously they got jalen carter locked up with uh at number five uh they still need a lot of people say they need a receiver i don't think they really need receivers right here i think they could use to have some depth maybe but yeah. i think defensive line is probably where they're gonna look uh mm-hmm. still uh, to mm-hmm. pair along with Jalen, uh, you know Jalen yeah. Carter, because obviously they got the number one defensive tackle. I think you go defensive end here, and I think this is where Lucas Van Ness goes. I think this is mm. you're going to see, you know, a situation where you're. You, th- this is just best available in my mind because I don't think they go wide receiver, uh, and I don't think that they go. Uh, you know, they're. I, I I know they need a linebacker as well, so you know you could realistically pick. You know, this is where you might put, you know, a Will McDonald. Uh, you know, or, uh, you know, a BJ or a jewelry, but, uh, I think again, best available is going to be, uh, Lucas Van Ness. 
Hmm. Yeah. That's solid. Um. Thanks for the. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the vote the of voter confidence. confidence. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's solid, man. I mean, Iowa guys are usually. Yeah, they know what to do. They, they, they got power, man. They all come out of there, and they know how to move guys. Mm-hmm. So Both schools. Um, yeah. Um, I, I like that, too. You know, I like that pick. I was yeah, looking at Miles Murphy, but I like that pick. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair. I like the yeah, Van Ness that's where pick. ESPN's got Miles Murphy, in the, which is a great pick. It's a great pick. Oh, no, no. I'm going with Van Ness. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm going with Van Ness as well. No, Not no. Not Miles I, Murphy. I, oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. I'm <laughs> saying that Miles Murphy is a great pick, but ESPN's, yeah. ESPN could be right here. But I, you know, I'm, I see what you're saying with Lucas, obviously, because I agree. Um, next, we got the Chargers, who, man, it seems like they are both simultaneously one pick away from contending for a Super Bowl and also one pick away from going into a rebuild somehow. Yeah. I, I, their wide receivers need work. This is where they have to go. And it's a shame because I think there's going to be an early run on receivers uh, that takes a lot uh, away from them. Uh, but the Chargers, they need to rebuild because uh, they they can't stay healthy. The yeah, receivers can't stay healthy. How many games did Herbert have to play without both Keenan Allen and uh, I'm pretty Mike sure it was Williams? Like six or seven games. Yeah. Because Mike Williams missed four, four games, and then Keenan Allen missed six. Yeah. So he was, he was without one of them for seven games. Mm-hmm. And both of them for four, at least four. So mm-hmm. you can't go that and he still put up great numbers because it's justin herbert but you can't do that especially if you're might you might not have austin eckler after the season yeah man so this that's another thing i think you got to throw a running back in here too and for my draft all the good wide receivers have been taken already so i think that you really do have to look and go is this where fast rising jameer gibbs might go hmm and do I think that Eckler – I look, I think if Eckler was going to get a deal, he would have gotten it already. He had he yeah. two fan, two or three fantastic seasons. If they were yeah. going to pay him, they would have. Yeah. Right? They, they let him go out and test the market. And guess what? No one wanted to trade. Yeah. So or- I, I think they let him walk, and I think that they take Jameer Gibbs here. It's a little bit of slap in the face, I will say, but uh, I, in in, the, in my mind, if it's a wide receiver, if there, if I had wide receivers to give, I would I would give him one because that's their number one position in my mind to fix the offense. They need a more consistent wide receiver group. Yeah, and and I'd love to give him one, but in my particular draft board, all those all the top tier talent in the first round is gone. Yeah, let me look at something real quick. Because this will affect how I think they draft. This is this will bring you to our sponsor for the uh, for the episode, <laughs> Bourbon. <laughs> no, no specific brand or or type, just Bourbon. That is the uh, the sponsor for me personally right now. So uh, while Connor, you know, thinks of a uh, of a player here, there are because look, the Chargers have a lot yeah man they, uh, they, i had to stop at five i had to stop at five uh positions yeah. that they need because they truly are i feel like they are you know in position to if they want to avoid a rebuild which they should you can't you can't have this much talent you know 
on the team and then you know it's like also you're competing every year but somehow not like come mm-hmm. on you know and they need a they need the, the uh a run game because you know if Eckler leaves he is their run game he he had 915 yards. The next closest was uh, running back at 287. And yeah. he had 13 touchdowns on the ground, and he had four more in the air. So mm-hmm. the man put up 17 touchdowns. That's a lot of offense lost. So if it's not going to be wide receiver here, it's got to be running back. But yeah, for you for you, you've got a, you've still got some wide receivers on the board. You know, yeah, but maybe this does this does change it because I believe I didn't. You didn't put Bijan down yet, huh? Yep. The value, you go yeah. Bijan Robinson. The value is there. I mean, it's there. At it that is. Point, it's it's so much value. He is that talented. Yep. He, you're you're right. And hey, if he falls to that, oh, they, they'd be stupid not to take him, knowing mm-hmm. that knowing that Eckler's on his way out, and you can get a you know a fresh faced you know generational you know talent type uh, uh, running back, and then have him on a rookie deal for four years. Come on, come on. Yeah. And, uh, okay, moving right along to 22, uh, the Ravens. The Ravens uh, need a lot as well. The, first of all, they have a decimated wide receiver core. Uh, they, they just lost uh, uh, some, their help in uh, secondary. They need more offensive lines. Seems like they're just on an endless search to, to pack this. Uh, oh, and then, by the way, they might need a quarterback. You know, yeah. you never know. Because it's easy to say that, oh, they'll give him the deal, they'll give him the deal. But Lamar Jackson is asking for a lot of money, and I think Jalen Hurts' deal just put a lot of what he's asking into perspective. Because Jalen Hurts gave, while he got paid, he is the highest paid player in the NFL, um, uh, he kind of offered them team-friendly terms. He only took, Mm -hmm. you know, I say only, but he took 175 mil out of the 255. 175 is guaranteed, so he left a little bit of a buffer there. And he added a no t- a no trade clause, which is the first in franchise history for the Eagles, and mm-hmm. that that gives them full kind of you know control and power. Lamar's not exactly offering. I mean, I, then again, I don't exactly know what he is offering because he doesn't have an agent. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> I don't I don't know if he's walking in with the best you know argument for himself. So they may in fact need a quarterback, but I do not think they draft one here. I mm-hmm. think they uh, they go corner. Um, because mm-hmm. man, well, I mean, they just lost Marcus. Uh, who they? Why am I? Why can't I remember the name? Man, we're on one today. Marcus. Yeah, Peters. I know. Oh yeah, well, he was yeah. aging. He he fit, but yeah, I mean, but he's only, he's only thirty, so it's like uh, yeah, he's on the other side of it. But I think yeah. that um, you know, he could have still could have played but uh he, you know, he's a free agent now so he may come back but i think you need to lock down that position and for me yep. that's uh that's got to be corner and this uh you know this is where i put emmanuel forbes he is mm. a you know he's a tall guy i know the i know that uh history raven's history says deontay banks all the way it says yep. it because deontay banks is a physical monster he and he's gonna profile. beat you up and he's gonna yep. be that guy but i think the ravens are trying to get more turnovers and i think you need a little bit more of finesse for that and that screams emmanuel forbes they are a team that is in transition and they need to be they need to keep their defense on but they need to keep their defense like off the field a little bit more you know to give it's like they need if you want lamar you know you want lamar whoever's going to be your quarterback to just cook defenses all day you need to get them mowing down teams you can't have your defense trying to win games for you at the you know coming down the stretch and they're on the field so much you need turnovers 
So in yeah. this, uh, you know, that's where I put Forbes here. What do you think, I'm gonna Deontay? St- I'm going to stick with Banks because of everything you said because he fits their philosophy so well. <laughs> like, just a big beat-em-up yeah. quarterback, cornerback. So yeah. I, it's I just, that fits in a long line of – History's on your deep. side there. Yeah. He is definitely a Ravens-type player already. And he comes out of state uh, – he went to the University of Maryland. He might know a thing local. or two about – You know, he's a local man. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, the team already knows him very well, I'm sure. Um, and now we're moving on to 23 with the Vikings, who uh, need – I mean, they, they need receivers, what they need. That's yeah. Matt Jefferson. So, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunate, you know, that they, I don't think they're going to be able to get – top tier talent at, at this point but they also need cor- uh, a cornerback because they just lost Patrick Peterson uh mm-hmm. you know to the Steelers so the, the ESPN has Emmanuel Forbes going here uh and they had Deontay Banks going you know in the last pick so I think this is where Deontay Banks goes okay I think they need they this is where you you can't afford to go finesse whereas I think the Ravens can I think the Ravens mm-hmm. have more of a compl- have a little bit more of a complete system around someone they can put Forbes in and bulk him mm-hmm. up anyway. Whereas mm-hmm. I think Deontay, you kind of need the Patrick Peterson type that you just lost. You yeah. need that again. Mm-hmm. And if you can get it younger, obviously you can. And that's where I think Deontay Banks fits in. I think I think they're going Zay Flowers here. I think they need a guy who's going to similarly replace the Adam Thielen. Style that complemented uh, Justin Jefferson you had so a well. Style? <laughs> you had a dealing style. Yes, yeah, sir. I think it's going. I think he's going to complement that. He's going to be able to play underneath, um, kind of break big plays, stuff like that, to let Jefferson go over the top and do obviously what he does, which almost two thousand okay. yards last season. So, but they need something because they don't have anybody that's even remotely able to compliment Justin Jefferson at this point in my opinion no they don't so I that's a great pick there uh 24 Jacksonville what a surprise they were at the end of uh, last season just a powerhouse coming back against the Chargers coming oh back man what a they have it dialed in and a lot of people a lot of uh you know these writers including ESPN had them starving for wide receiver here which I completely disagree with I think no, their the wide receivers receiver, played well yeah they and they got Calvin Ridley well. Yeah. Yes, and they got a great core. What do they need wide receivers for? But you know that's that's the national uh, sports media for you. So, uh, but they've all you know. I think they need more offensive line. I think they need help uh, in the in the linebacker you know situation and defensive end maybe, and uh, just the secondary in general. And this is where I think if you're going best available and also po- best position available, I think you got to go Brian Branch here at safety. So hmm. I they they've got Michael Meyer going. Uh, from uh, Notre Dame, the ESPN does. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and which is a fantastic pick. He he really is a great pick, and and you know what, a tight end would be great for them. But I don't think it's one of their most pressing needs right now. I think they can mm-hmm. get away with a lot more, uh, and they've got they've got weapons everywhere. So I don't I don't I don't think you can you, you can afford to miss on that. But you you need help in the secondary, and uh, Brian Branch is right on that cusp where he may not make the second round. Mm-hmm. And, or you know, or, and even if he does, there's no, there's no way that Jacksonville is going to be unless they trade up to get him in the second round. They need somebody, uh, you know, to put in the safety position, and I think that's going to be Brian. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's man. That's a that's you. You were a good salesman, man. That that almost that <laughs> hey. almost sold me. <laughs> that, that I mean, full disclosure, I am a salesman for my job. I'm a, that is what I do for a living, folks. But uh, um, so if you're mesmerized mesmerized by my uh, silky smooth words, don't be uh, don't be alarmed. It is uh, I'm a professional. <laughs> I'm gonna have him going, Miles Murphy. Miles I think Murphy. They need to keep getting to. They need to keep getting pressure, stuff like really? that. Okay. Yep. So you got him going, Miles. All right. That's uh, now. Just just because uh, is this a? Uh, what, what, I mean, it's it's a best available. Defense? Yeah, okay. it's a best available. Right. I think they need more pieces on defense at this point. They do need yeah. like secondary help, but that's I mean, a he's tough a fantastic one player. Yeah. So I I don't disagree with you. I just I when I'm thinking about it, I'm like okay. Is it do they need it on the line or do they need it on the in the secondary more? But yeah. that's where we differ and that's fine. Because, mm-hmm. I mean both fantastic players and obviously Miles Murphy at that pick is a, an amazing value. So yeah. you know cuz I mean ESPN had it going like five picks earlier. So uh now at number 25 we got the Giants who uh you know may have seemed like an interesting surprise last season but keep in mind folks they had the easiest schedule in the NFL and they're about to walk into a season where they have the hardest. So mm-hmm. uh things are going to be a little bit different for New York this time around and uh and ESPN has them selecting DJ Turner uh to uh you know really <sighs> he's a cornerback he, he he's from uh, Michigan and I think this is one of the, the kind of players where I think he benefited from a really great uh, defensive system. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I think that makes him any less of a great player, but um, I think that I think he benefited from a good system and, and good coaching. So, mm-hmm. is he going right here? No, I, I don't. I don't th- there are so. four or three or four players between him that I think are, would be a little bit more. Uh, you know, worthy of this spot. And to be honest, I think who I think, if they're going corner here, I'm going Kelly Ringo. Mm-hmm. Because how do you not? This is, I mean, Georgia. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, you could say, okay, to be fair, great system there too. I'm not knocking it. But I think that he played against better competition, uh, you know, uh, as a corner, like a one-on-one situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. also, he's also uh, 6'2", so he's got three inches over, over Turner. And uh, he's got really, really good speed at uh, when he's playing, you know, man to man, and he's playing mm-hmm. press. So, uh, yeah, I'm going Kelly Ringo here. I'm gonna go Quentin Johnston. Uh, they need wide receivers yeah, so bad, is. man. And if you're gonna give Daniel Jones as much money as you just gave him, and you need him <laughs> to at least have someone to throw the ball to, because they don't have a ton. I mean, they got yeah. It's- hey, it's Who's a situation where, look, I mean, obviously on my board, Quentin went way earlier, and this is a great value for them. They just paid this man. He is a top-tier paid quarterback. Uh, and like you said, he needs wide receivers. Do I think that's going to fix him immediately? No, no. But I think it should get them closer. You know, you certainly would rather have him than not, and I think Quentin Johnson is the kind of player that would work with with mm-hmm. uh, you know Daniel Jones he is that kind of underdog you know he he knows how to take uh, a, you know a seemingly losing situation and really you know put it, the team on his back and i think that yeah. vibes with with a Saquon Barkley i think that vibes with a Daniel Jones 
think the Giants are in that position in general, that's a great pick. Yeah, because, I mean, here's their, like, top three, just looking at their depth chart. Isaiah Hodgins, Paris Campbell, Darius Slayton. Yeah. Like, great two, number two, number three guys can produce out of there. They got Wandale Robinson coming back, but he's coming off a torn ACL, so you don't know how he's going to start this season. He was a rookie last year, so that's a, a whole lost year of time. So you need someone to come in who's healthy and does have playmaking ability. Uh-huh. You're right. And, hey, look, if, if Quentin Johnson's available at that point, I think he, I, I think he, you're right. I think they do take him there because uh, wide receiver is, is something they need to lock down if you're going to pay your quarterback like that. But mm-hmm. we, uh, we shall see. Now they got Dallas, who ESPN has, da- has Quentin Johnson going to Dallas at 26. Um, completely ignoring that they need uh, O-line, D-line, you know, uh, linebacker help. They need more you know, help in the secondary. Oh, and they just lost uh, one half of their run game. You know, there's a lot that the Cowboys need here, and I don't think it's going to be wide receiver that it, it encapsulates everything that they're going for, especially when you can find, you know, second-round talent available. So. Mm-hmm. I think, especially for my draft, you know, I, I've got a run on wide receivers going uh, early. So I think in this case, it, you know, they want to, uh, you know, because they've obviously got one of the best corners, you know, in the in the game. Trayvon um, Diggs, yeah. Yeah, Trayvon Diggs. So the question is, do they, you know, how much depth do they have behind him? Uh, they, it's it's kind of, it's definitely there. You know they they have they've got Gilmore, they've got you know Trayvon yeah. Diggs, but behind them, can you take a guess? Nash, Nashawn Wright. Nope, never it, heard of him. Jordan Lewis. Yeah, no, no, no. They've got nothing behind them, so I think they need a corner here, and this is where I can see that you know Dallas reaching up and and and, and grabbing a uh, like a Tyreek Stevenson. Hmm. Where they they go after and they get some guy who's who's just the the perfect blend of he's he's got the height he's he's a little lean sure but again we've talked about how that that can you know with nutritionists and you know going mm-hmm. to the NFL you're going to naturally bulk bulk up but he he's comfortable Tyreek is comfortable playing right next to the receiver he will get in he, he's going to break up a pass if he's not catching it he's breaking up that pass because his hands mm-hmm. are going to you know, be right in the mix. So I think that's where they go to bolster their depth because, you know, I mean, Stephen Gilmore is obviously their number one is Trayvon Diggs. That's, that's no, you know, no secret there. Gilmore is 32. He, he hasn't had the, the seasons, you know, since, you know, popping off for six uh, yeah. you know, interceptions in 2019. Mm-hmm. He's had a modest settling in, jump from team to team a little bit. Uh, and so I think that this is where they would want to have a little bit more uh, depth and uh, go with uh, Tyreek Stevens. Hmm. I think I'm going to grab them taking Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin on defensive line because they need something in the middle. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's hard to beat a player. Yeah. Hard. To, you know, Wisconsin is good at throwing out defensive line and they've had some <laughs> that pretty damn good ones. That um, they are. And, you know, and it's a guy who is a big effort guy. And I think that that's, I think, what Dallas needs at this point. Because, obviously, yeah. they got uh, Micah Parsons, who is doing everything and is the, like, embodiment of effort for, like, a defensive player right now. 
Yep. So I, he, they just need help to give him kind of a break. Like they have sure. at least two guys who are solid on, in the secondary. Like yeah, they're gonna need more, but I'd get someone in the middle. That's just fair. give him. Yeah. That is certainly fair. Now we move on to uh, number twenty-seven with the Buffalo Bills, who uh, just seem like they're always one piece away from winning it I all. No man. You know, and you 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 want to root for them. You certainly want to. You know. Just they just need a little bit more to to get this done, and uh, that you know that starts with the offensive line. They need a little bit more help at wide receiver as well, uh, and uh, you know they they do need help at safety, and uh, they also need a defensive end. So like they've got needs that you know really uh, scream out. If they want to remain competitive, they gotta plug these holes. And uh, in the, the ESPN has uh, linebacker Cl- uh, Trenton Simpson going here out of uh you know out of clemson um and this is i see it it's it, you're going for value uh it's the best inside linebacker in in college it's, you know or in this draft it's yeah linebacker is so, very very shallow in this position this year yeah. so i'm going trenton here i don't disagree with it yeah i don't either yeah. i think they need guys yeah. in the middle that can kind of move around and make plays because they got a good they got some guys up front still they got guys in the secondary. Wide receiver, yep. outside of Stephon Diggs, is a little shaky. But there's not really anybody left unless you're going to reach. So, yeah. yeah I think and, you take- I, and I don't think you reach here. I think you, you can no. find talent uh, elsewhere and maybe through a trade. You know, whatever's left in free agency, you can find things. So, mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I think Trenton, Trenton, uh, Trenton Simpson here is a fantastic value. And, if he, you know, it's a no-brainer. Um, moving on. Because that one was simple. Uh, we got now we're getting into uh, true contenders, except for one, uh, which we'll go over here. But uh, you know, Cincinnati is uh, certainly a contender every year for the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, as it breaks my heart to say, uh, as a Steelers fan. But uh, they they had quite the free agency. They went out and spent some money. They landed arguably the best offensive line, uh, you know, piece in Orlando Brown. Who, uh, why did the Chiefs, I mean, I don't know what, what the conversations were like, but damn, you know, talk about a piece they needed uh, to bolster uh, the offensive line uh, to protect Joe Burrow, protect, uh, you know, the, their, their, just their offense in general. So huge win for them. I still think they, they need a little bit of help. Uh, but this is where, uh, you know, because they address so much in free agency, ESPN has them picking uh, Brian Bressey. Uh, out of uh, uh, you know, out of Clemson, and uh, he's a defensive tackle. So he is certainly. Uh, I mean, he's high rated. He's uh, you know the fourth fourth best uh, defensive tackle in the draft uh, currently rated, um, which would be you know a big steal for them. Um, but we also know this: they lost to safety. Mm-hmm. They need cor- they need corner help. And uh, you know this is where I think that they're going to panic pick. In my you know I've already got. Uh, um, you know, I've got Brian Branch off the board at this point, uh, and I think that they they still need help with uh, with their corners uh, and, and safety. But I don't think they go safety necessarily. If they do, it's obviously got to be or uh, got to be a Gia Brown out of Penn State. But question is, is he going to be that guy you jump up for, right? And then you got both safeties out of uh, Illinois, out of the uh, the Fighting Illini, and Sidney Brown and Jotavius mm-hmm. Martin. So, and I personally, 
I don't see them reaching up for uh, for a safety here. Maybe I think they go if they're going to go anything, they might go corner um, because they certainly need help there too. They yeah, they do. Depth chart with uh, I mean, right now what they're looking at is uh, you know Cam Taylor, Brett, Chidobe, Awuzie. It's it's not great. They don't have you know a, a, a lot of their secondary is worthy of getting burned. Yeah, and losing so Jesse Bates me, is. A humongous oh. loss for them. That was huge yeah, to lose a guy it's like a that. Stupid loss. It's an absolutely stupid loss. But you know, it is what it is. And this is where I think if you're gonna, you know, get a guy that's that knows what he's doing, that is is easily coachable, but also he saw a lot of uh, talented wide receivers and can defend against them. I think this is where you put DJ Turner. You know, out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Right as you took a drink. I planned that. <laughs> I'm taking uh, Brian Branch here. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of talent still yep. on the board for me. I think that, Makes sense. that it's a guy that fits in and he's best available corner at that point. Uh, well, he's a safety even better for their, what they just lost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still helping the secondary. So Yeah, exactly. You know, it's amazing uh, there. And now we got uh, a pick that you know, they shouldn't be here, but they traded down to, to get here. It's uh, – Cincinnati, or I'm sorry, the New Orleans Saints, uh, who, man, they need a lot. Um, so they they need a wide receiver. They need help on the on the defensive line, and they need help in the secondary. They are they're still in the throes of just trying to get into the green money wise. Yeah. Um, so they don't have a lot of options here. Now they obviously have Tyron Matthew at at free safety, so they don't need much safety help. I don't think. But and and yeah, they've got Lattimore, or uh, did Lattimore leave, or is he still there? Uh, I think he's still there. Um, he well, he's only. I'm I'm trying to think now. Yeah, he's Marshall still in the Saints. Lattimore, yeah, he's still in the Saints. So they don't need exactly like a ton of help, but I do think they need someone to put, uh, you know, next to him. Uh, and Paulson Adebo, he's he's okay. Um, he he had a you know decent. Uh, decent season, seven passes defended. It's what you want out of a young guy, but I think you need to, uh, if you can, you, you might. This is what you might need another. Um, you you could afford to throw a pick out here, and I think Julius Brents is that pick hmm. out of out, so? of out of Kansas State. I think so. In this in this case, he's six three. He's he's uh, press zone, so he's got the length. He's got the uh, you know the speed. He's got the balance. He can really r- uh, run stride for stride with guys. I don't think he's going to be your ball hawk. I don't think he's going to be your your Lattimore, your 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 number one guy. But I think yeah. he provides a lot of uh, of back end uh, stability. Certainly more than they than they have on the other side. You know, because right now they got Lattimore uh, locking down the number one. They need a guy that they can rely on, and I think that's Julius Brents. Hmm. And I think that, again, because I have – in my draft, I have a run on wide receivers and corners going real early. So there's not a yeah. lot available at this point in my, my, my draft You know, because, again, I think that these are key positions that – I mean, corners and wide receivers are just two sides of the same coin. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to go early, and you know, with, with the depth here, I think Julius Brents – even though you could get him in the second round, I don't think the Saints are going to be able to. Yeah, no, I don't. He's not going that far. Um, I'm going. I'm going to just. I'm going to flip my picks. I'm going Brian Brees here. I Breesy. They need someone. They need uh, again a team yeah. with a lot of needs, not a lot of money. 
They need someone up front. They can hopefully weather the storm in the secondary, but yeah, they need guys up front. They, they're going to be weathering a lot of storms along the way just mm-hmm. to get out of you know the, the money crisis that they're in. But uh, we have the last two picks here. The uh, Super Bowl, uh, you know, both Super Bowl contenders. I don't know how much of a contender Philly is going to be this year. Um, yeah. We, we'll see, but certainly Kansas City is going to be. But uh, Philadelphia at number 30. Uh, so, I, you know, I had them take in uh, B. John Robinson uh, at number 10. Um, so they still need offensive line help. They need defensive line help. I think in this case, you know, when you've lost the, the defensive talent that they, that they have, I think this is where I'm going to put uh, Miles Murphy. I think he does mm. fall a bit. Uh, I know that they, you know, ESPN's got him going, you know, a li- you know a little earlier. But th- I think if he does fall, this is a good spot for him. I think that uh, with the talent that Philly lost, they need to start, you know, stacking real, you know, real efficiently, um, and to to maintain because that's a tough division. No matter what, it's it, it's always been whether the the division's good or bad, they're always just you know swinging at each other. And obviously, they've got Fletcher Cox for another year. They've got and and yes, they've got Josh Sweat, who is a uh, you know a, a really fantastic uh, you know d- compliment, if you will. But I think Fletcher is uh, how how long is he there? That's my question. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a lot more time. Doesn't have personally. a whole lot of time now. He's getting into the tackles. twilight. Yeah, he's getting to the twilight of his career, though. Yeah, and but here's your st- here's your other starting. Uh, you know, you got Fletcher Cox. Now that's defensive tackle, so I could have gone there. But here's your other defensive end besides Josh Sweat, who is again fantastic. It's Brandon Graham at 35 years old. Yeah, they you unfortunately need... had to lose. They lost Javon Hargreaves, didn't they? To uh, yes, the Niners. Yep. Yes. So they need. They need the the te- the depth behind Graham. Graham had a fantastic season, arguably the best season of his career last year. But that was a loaded he, defense, so they were able, a, that was a lot out for defense. Exactly, he's thirty five years old, and they need to start training the future. And in my mind, that's Miles Murphy. Hmm. Uh, now, to be fair, I, uh, Philadelphia, the ESPN has Brian Branch going here, they, so they think yeah. they're going safety, which uh, I don't know. I'm having them take. Uh, they still got Ed. They I'm got having D- them take. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. You finish your thought. Mine's saying Terrell Edmonds. They just picked up Terrell Edmonds. Uh, you know, with uh, to to bolster uh, from the Steelers, who is he's no slouch. Uh, he's not, he's certainly not going to win you any awards at, at safety. So they do need help a little bit, but and but their corners are solid. They've got Bradbury. They've got Slay. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not like you know they're really going to be hurting in the secondary so i think that's why i went more uh you know more yeah more defensive line i'm there. i'm going with you i'm having them take lucas van ness Ooh, man that would be a steal at that yeah spot. it would be an absolute steal well i'm sorry sir you had lucas van ness going at number 19 oh number my 20. god i did number oh, 20 boy. Uh, uh, uh. i've completely blanked blanked on that one. Oh, then yeah, i'm having uh, them take dj turner jeez louise man you think they're going D- – wait, well, DJ Turner's a corner. Yeah, they. St- I think they still need it, man. Really? I think they still, still need yeah. it. They still need a, you know, help uh, even with – even with – you've got uh, what we were just saying with Slay and – Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, okay. uh, I mean, Slay didn't really want to be there. He wanted to get traded. 
What's his deal? Uh, is, is he on a... They, uh, they, they did re-sign him, but... Okay. It's going to be hard to kind of lose a guy yeah, like Gardner-Johnson. Well, I mean, he is going to be... He's only re, he's only under contract through 2025. They, or mm-hmm. rather, the, he has got options uh, yeah. the, after that. So he's an unrestricted at 39, so he's got a full deal, no, no doubt about it. But he can opt out, um, you know, earlier. But okay, so DJ Turner. And then the final pick, we got Kansas City Chiefs, who, you know, it's is, is seemingly perfect as they can be at times. They still, they just lost Orlando Brown, even though they did try to replace him with a more expensive option, it seems. But yeah, they, uh, they still need O-line. They definitely need wide receiver. And uh, they need defensive help on, on their uh, defensive line as well. And I got to be honest with you, at this pick, there's not a whole lot to like in my draft because there's no wide receivers available. There's no, you know, the offensive line, sure, you might walk away with, you know, I, I think they can get, let's see, maybe a Matthew Bergeron or, you know, it's like we're, we're, we're starting to see a little bit more, maybe a Steve Avila. I mean, what was Orlando Brown? Was he your uh, – Orlando Brown Jr. was an offensive tackle, so you need an offensive tackle to replace him mm-hmm. if you're going to – you know, but I think they got that, right? They got their uh, – let's see. Let's take a look at their depth chart real quick. This one's a little bit different, folks, because it's a. Uh, they've got talent all over, but offensive line. Here we go. So the uh, Jawan Taylor. That's who they signed. Yeah. Um. Man, they pay for him. Um. So Jawan Taylor, you know Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith. Yeah, they've got. They don't have a ton of depth uh, at tackle across the board. So I think you still have to go offensive tackle, and I think you still, at this point, oh, yeah, it's it's there's not a whole lot to you know after Darnell Wright it drops, so you go if you think best available if you think, you know because I have a wide receiver run going. What do we think? What do we think here? Hmm. I think that you know what I'm. Gonna, I'm going to take a swing here and say that uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to pick Jonathan Mango here. I hmm. think that they they go wide receiver because it is the most glaring in my mind. I know they have uh, Juju. I know they've got you know their their young talent. Uh, you know in um, in they, they've got Sky Moore and they and now they've got uh, or they well they've had or they'll, no 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 they've had Kendarius Tony for the last season but they you mm-hmm. know. He only played seven games, so it's not like mm-hmm. it's, you know it was a ton. But I, I still think they need help. They need you need a. It's Patrick Mahomes. You got to have a number one. And since they let, uh, um, Tyreek, you know, walk, you know, or leave, you know, without matching, it's like all right, you know, you need you need to recoup that. And there's in the position they're in, they're going to be getting the short end of the stick a lot of time, a lot of the time. And I think Jamingo or Jamingo, Jonathan Mingo. Wow. That's you know, <laughs> you know what great great uh great nickname there, uh if he if he wants to take it but uh, Mingo he really is he's huge first of all he's six two and two twenty so he's built for uh you know taking hits and di- dishing them out, um and he's he's got really a top good top end speed which we know Mahomes loves, mm-hmm. so I don't think you can really miss here he's he's rated as a high sec- second round and. High second round. I mean, you're picking 31. You're basically picking in the second round uh, as it is. So, I think Jonathan Mingo makes sense here. 
Okay. I am going to also go wide receiver, but I'm going to go uh, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. I think he fits. Ooh. I think he fits a lot of the Tyreek kind of play style. Obviously, not the physicality, but I think the speed. And he's got really Man. good hands. He's, he's a good route he had runner. Some great games this past season in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like him here. I think he's going to fit. I think he fits a lot of that. Just kind of open up style. Okay, that's fair. Now we get to total all this shit up. So hold on. Let's see. How many differences did we have with ESPN's you know, mock drafts? Let's see. One, two, three, four. Eighteen for Connor. How many for me? Twenty-three, <laughs> twenty-three nice. differences I had in this is and folks, it didn't doesn't even really surprise me. I'm laughing, but I I just don't agree with anything ESPN's put out about uh, put out about this draft. They have just whiffed at every single you know uh, everything mock draft that they put out. It seems like they're just begging for headlines when and, and, and same goes for Bleacher Report and CBS Sports. They're all throwing out like. This is going to be like, and the NFL teams prove them wrong every time. I mean, they 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 say, "Oh, for sure it's going to be Malik Willis. For sure it's going to be Will Levis. It's going to be Anthony Richardson." And these teams are they're they're not dumb. They have to win football games. So mm-hmm. I don't think that they're just going to buy into all you know all of the hype surrounding every single player. And I also don't think that I also think there's no unwritten rules like these analysts think that there are. You know, with running backs and things, they're going to take the best player available for the system that they have. You know, that's what they're going to do. So, seeing us have all these differences with with uh, ESPN doesn't really surprise me, and uh, it's almost like a badge of honor at this point. So, <laughs> we've we've taken the last hour and a half to tell you our our, our feelings about these things, uh, and the draft is tomorrow, the first round anyway, and uh, we will be uh, recording an episode. We're going to try to stream it live. Uh, for you guys uh, if anyone wants to join us at all it will be recorded uh, you know so that you can watch it after but we're going to go through this and see if we're right to be honest like we're not going to be exactly keeping score but we I do want to see where these teams are going to go because it's a very interesting draft this could realign so much of the balance of power in the NFL because look if K- Carolina get you know hits their you know gets their man in Bryce Young this is a talented offense all of a sudden if the Texans can get their rebuild going that's a winnable division if yeah. you know it's like it's same thing in Chicago spent a lot of money on the defense Green Bay is no longer the power in the north anymore so you can really make moves you know where the through the draft and Detroit spent a lot of money so they're thinking mm-hmm. they're going to be the number one it's all around the NFL that we're seeing this shift. The only ones that are staying really, you know, put are, you know, Kansas City and, uh, and, and you know, obviously Buffalo and maybe even Cincinnati there. But we're going to see some drop-offs. Philly's not going to be as good. Doesn't seem like they're going to – they lost a lot of players. They lost both coaches, you know, of their mm-hmm. offensive, off- offensive and defensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of change. And the Jets now have Rodgers. So you could see the Jets win in that division, and it's a very winnable division. So – uh, it's going to be an interesting year, and you know, 
that all begins uh, tomorrow night. So we uh, we truly thank you for uh, listening to our bullshit and uh, and going through. And we hope to uh, to see just how wrong ESPN and all of the major writers are, uh, you know, tomorrow night. But until then, thank you for uh, for sticking around and uh, cheers, sports fans. Cheers.